You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode five of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where I talk to local trail running legend, Amy Lampret, about her running journey. This call is full of gold, but my favorite quote from Amy today is, there are no rules that say you can't walk when you're running. How cool is that? Enjoy. Here we are today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, and I have a good friend of mine, Amy Lampret. She is a pretty good runner, actually, uh, in the scheme of things. In fact, she's a great runner, but we'll get into that later. Um, what I wanted to talk to Amy about was why she runs and her love of running, because I've, well, I've known her for quite a few years now, and I'd have to say she's one of the people, if I think about running, I think about Amy because she, she does it with a smile on her face and she does it a lot. Like even when I'm feeling like not running, I just see pictures of Amy out doing amazing things, running in amazing places. And obviously it's her happy place. So that was a really important reason for me to get her on so that we can all hear from her and be inspired by her love of running as well. So before we talk about running though, Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you've come from, all that kind of stuff. What do you do? Well, I work I work in two running shops. I work at Find Your Feet and the running company in Launceston. At the moment, I've had several jobs over the years doing all sorts of different things, yeah. as most people have. Um, I have three children, a grandson. Um, they don't like to run. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, my partner, however, he likes to run. Jono, most people know Jono. If they know me, they know Jono. He likes to run. Um, yeah, pretty pretty dull actually. I haven't got anything exciting to tell you about me. That is um, not true. Why did you start worked, running? Then? Why did I start? Yeah. I think I started running after. Well, I've always been into sports, one sport or another. And when you have kids, um, it's hard to find time for sport. And running is one of those things you just put in your shoes and head out the door. And you yeah. can sort of run away from your kids as well when they're being noisy. So or that's, catch that's, them when they run away from you when they're little, I guess. That, yeah, that's a good point as well. So that, that was probably it. It was just, it was an easy way to keep fit, I suppose. So yeah. when did you start? How old were you when you started sort of running regularly? When I started running properly, um, I was probably 20, would have been 28-ish, I suppose. Okay. I mean, I, I ran in school, but I didn't like it because I had a funny run and the kids would pick on me. So... I avoided running in school. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Uh, <laughs> I probably still do. I wouldn't know. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> and that's cool. I don't think you have a funny run for someone who's seen you running a lot over the years. So it's all good. <laughs> so when you started running, did you? why did you start running? Was it, I mean, you said it's like because of the kids and, and, and all of that sort of thing. But, you know, was it to get fit? Was it? What? Yeah, everything. I've, I've always been fit. Mm -hmm. um, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was more, I started running 
because it was that quick fix to get yeah. fit. You don't have to go to the yeah. gym. You don't have to go to the pool. Um, there's no equipment. It's just out the door. You can do it half an hour. You're done. That's it. No drama. You can go and put tea. And when you're out there running, this is one of my favorite questions. What are you thinking about? Like what kind of thing? I don't need to know the details because I've asked a couple of people and they've said, you really don't want to know what's going through my mind. <laughs> but, so in a, it's a big picture. <laughs> what sort of things are you, are you are going through your mind when you're running often? Obviously it changes. It's not always the same, but yeah, what kind yeah, of things? Depends on what, I, if I'm just out for a run just for the hell of it, you know, mind completely wanders, thinking about work, thinking about what I'm having for dinner, yeah. I'm doing tomorrow, whatever. If if I'm if I'm training specifically, I'm I concentrate a little bit more, you know, yeah. am I hitting the right pace? Am I am I, you know, what minute is it, what intensity should I be doing, that kind of thing. So yeah. So, and sometimes so, if I'm out the bush, it's am I on the right track? <laughs> am I lost? <laughs> is this where I should be? <laughs> yeah. Am I going the right way? <laughs> So I guess we're, I've already, you're like number five of, of um, people that I've talked to this week about running. And of all of those people, you're probably the one that I could ask this question to. And that is, what do you think that most people who are starting running struggle with? Not physically, because there's obviously always, you know, bits of physical stuff we have to get uh, used to which you may not be used to but in their mind so what kind of is it conversations they're saying to themselves what what do you think people struggle with to keep going that's going on in their minds yeah I guess a lot of things I mean running's hard so I guess mm. people doubt themselves they doubt they're like no I'm not a runner I can't do it this mm -hmm. is too hard so that's that's one I hear a lot like I can't do it yeah it's too hard for me um, and mostly that's because people are pushing themselves too hard. Yeah, so they're not um, starting at a, you know, at a level where it's good for them here and it's just a little bit above instead of way up there. Yeah, perhaps. and people are scared to walk too. They think, oh, I'm out for a run, I can't walk. But of course you can. I walk all the time. Get tired, have a walk. There's no rules that say you can't walk when you're running. <laughs> I heard a story in that really long run you did late last year is that maybe you even had a sleep. <laughs> You were in the middle of <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> what happens if you're running for yeah, two days? Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to go to sleep at some point. <laughs> oh, so so um, that kind of struggling mentally. What kind of things do you tell them? Because for those of you who don't know, um, Amy's also a running coach. So that's why it's. She's a good one to uh, for us to pick her brains a bit about how you can get over some of those things because mentally it can stop us doing all sorts of stuff we want to do in life, not just running. So tools to yeah. overcome that are always really handy. I guess, I guess for most people it's knowing that it's progression and that everybody started somewhere. Gosh, I can remember, you know, running for five minutes and then having a little walk because I, I couldn't, it was too hard to run for it any longer so we've all been there and done that if you're a beginner it's it's completely acceptable and and everyone runs different and everyone looks different and there is no perfect runner body people always say to me oh, I'm not built like a runner well yeah. I'm not built like a runner either you know so <laughs> it's just it's it is what it is but everyone can run if you want to do it it's just yeah getting your head around the fact that you've just got to take your time and go go steady 
It's just like one foot in front of the other. Exactly. <laughs> if you're a trail runner, you don't even have to run. You can just hike really fast. It's <laughs> true. That is so true. Um, so I know that So you, you've already mentioned trails a few times. So one of the questions I've been asking is, what is your favourite? type of running <laughs> so obviously for you well I, I won't put words into mouth. where do you like to run the most Amy where do I like to run yeah what type of running mountains. like mountains mountains and trail and I like steep ups and steep down and I like fancy rocky those kind of not easy to run yeah. trails I don't know why because I'm not fast but I, I can I can, I'm nimble enough to get over there, okay. So, yeah, I like that. Is there something about the challenge, do you think? Do you like the, the yeah, challenge maybe. of those environments? I, yes, and I love the change of it. You know, the weather, I can can do the same loop on Cradle Mountain, you know, three times in a week and it's going to be different every time you do it. So, yeah, yeah, it's never the same. So you don't worry about your watch either. Who cares what time it is? not the same as it was the other day so it doesn't matter you just go and see if that wombat that was there last time is still in the same place or yeah, or now, yeah exactly. now there's a kangaroo yeah, instead <laughs> That's a, yes snakes I've seen a few snakes um just lately <laughs> it's that time of year <laughs> yeah um all right so if you were to give some people who have who are interested in starting to run Mm-hmm. but maybe have had an injury or something like that or have never actually run since school when they were, were all made to. Uh, what kind of, what would be, say, the first thing you would suggest that they do just as a, you know, get moving kind of tip? What kind of tip would you give them for that? I mean, provided that they've, they've got no injuries or problems that need attention, you know, just head out the door, go for a bit of a walk and during your walk, try jogging and see see how it feels just go for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. during your walk and then you know next time maybe go a little bit further and see how it feels you might like it might not <laughs> and if you like it <laughs> <laughs> you guess do it so. often enough you really like it, it will <laughs> it becomes addictive I guess that's yeah. another question what gets you out the door every day why what drives you to because you've done for those of you who don't know Amy has done amazing distances um, and got amazing results, not just in Australia, but all over the world, representing Australia in things like trail running um, over distances that most of us would find astounding. And we were talking about one that was basically two days, <laughs> which wasn't that long ago. Um, so what, and it, it's not easy. Even you said it's hard, some of that. So what gets you out the door and, and to keep going? Um, honestly, these days, I think it's just, um, it's just knowing that I can and wanting for others, particularly, I suppose, my children to see that if you put your mind to something, no matter how hard it is, that you'll be able to do it. Um, so I think that's really important to me and being female as well. I think to see other women like me in their, you know, forties and whatever, who have kids who think oh, I've never been an athlete I, I could never do that maybe they could go actually you know what I could do that and I, I love talking to people after they've they've done something they've gone oh you know I never thought I could run 10k or 20k and I did <laughs> and I just think well that's fantastic and 
the more of us that go out there and do it and that other people see that we're doing it and and there's you know there's nothing special about me I'm not I'm not an elite runner I'm not a fast runner I can just I just have it in my head that I'm going to go all day if I need to go all day and I'll do it and and that's all it is and just just having that I guess that confidence in myself that I can do it and I want others to have confidence in their selves that they can do it whether it be running or you know anything it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a sport in fact if you can roll on to other things in your life yeah I think it just confidence. it just gives you a confidence yeah yeah mm. sure mm. Well, I love that I've heard it put in a way in, in other areas of life rather than running that being an example of what's possible and that's sort of what you that is what you're saying really it's that being exa- an example setting out you know if you're you're a woman I mean Amy is actually being very humble when she says she's not an elite athlete I think in some quarters people would say that she was um but uh that's just part of Amy's humbleness as well I think because <laughs> It uh, depends, I guess it depends on how you would describe what elite is, whether it's fast or if it's just um, long, like it's the fact that you could go on and on and on like an ever ready bunny, it appears, even if the mountains (laughs) are steep and (laughs) just keep going. Um, But even to do that, I guess it's worth asking the question how the mental toughness that has to come in for you to be able to go beyond you know many of us will reach a marathon and that's a massive goal for so many people um or including me in our lives and then and you tick it off and you think wow that's amazing but the fact that you can you know string a whole bunch of them together in a row and put a few mountains in there as well it takes a lot of mental strength so where do you think that comes from in your life how have you managed to build that up oh I don't I think that's just life isn't it as you get older and and life's not easy um and I've worked hard throughout my life to get to where I am and it's not always you know it's not been you know nothing's really been handed to me nothing sporting wise you know I've just worked for what I have and where I've got so I think that just kind of toughens you up over time that's why I I think you see so many um women in particular coming into this sport you know later in life because they've had all those wonderful life experiences you know they've had kids and you know things happen in your lives that that change you mentally and I think it just toughens people up a little bit and they go well hang on I'm not soft I can I can do this stuff yeah Yeah, that's a good point I think especially when we get to I don't say our age but actually I'm quite a bit older than Amy really so when we get when women get older (laughs) (laughs) they've definitely um you know acquired scars isn't the right word but you know you, you get tougher because things happen none of us escape yeah. here alive <laughs> so, so we never yeah, none yeah, of us get exactly. out of here alive. It's, <laughs> it's nothing terrible it's just life life yeah. just happens and yes. that's, that's yeah. how it is and it toughens you up doesn't it as you go and it does I think it's the same for everyone so yeah. it, it's funny that you I guess as you said you don't see as many younger people do you see well maybe you see more younger men and less younger women in those really endurance type of events is that what you've seen yeah probably yeah probably more so younger men Mm. that's probably more to do with the ratio of male to female who are actually doing these events and um, you do often see more men than women yeah 
Yeah. It's interesting. You kind of wonder whether, and this gets all kind of philosophical now, but whether it's to do with, uh, you know, in our culture, you know, men are the strong and the whatevers and the, the women are the ones who stay home and look after the kids or in a very broad, yeah. not, all, you know, they're the nurturing people. And then the, yes. the, you know, the, the men are the, and I guess they're going out and in an old fashioned kind of way, trying to um, uh, be the gladiators or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand what I you're know. saying. Yeah, probably. All that, and all that yeah, stuff in our heads. yeah, the way yeah. the way we live, we sort of priorities are different there, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. and that kind of strength thing. Anyway, um, so I do find that watching you over these years and seeing the strength that it's taken for you to, to get where you have, um, and that sheer determination has been amazing. I assume that well, I know that you would have a very regiment, like when you have a goal, I guess what I'm asking is when you have a goal, there's a, a race or an event that you want to compete in. You are very strict about making sure that if it's in your training plan, it happens as opposed to, you know, I might miss one here or there, or how, how do you go about making sure that when you get to that line, you're happy that you're ready? Yeah, I think... It's, it's hard to follow a strict plan mm -hmm. all the time. So I just general guidelines and you do the best. Well, I do the best that I can to make sure that I, I get the workouts done. And a lot of the time I don't, I don't get them done. You know, I'm tired or just don't have time. Some days mm -hmm. something happens that's and you can't put training in and, and that's life. Um, but at the end of the day, I think just being consistent and not yeah. overtraining is really the key because you can – it's easier to overtrain, I think, than undertrain because um, we get in our heads, especially doing long distance. We need to do so much and we probably don't. Um, yeah, and then just being mentally prepared. Like, yeah, if I really have a goal and I, I want to hit the goal, I've got to be mentally prepared or I just can't. Yeah, got to so get how, my head around it. How do you do that? How do you get mentally prepared? Like, what does that <laughs> look like for Amy? What do you, What do you do? Um, I don't know. I don't have a specific routine for it. I just, you know, when I'm out training, when I'm thinking about my day to day, that's, that's going to be my priority is, you know, I need to think about this, um, making sure that I've planned and I've gone over every scenario and I know, you know, I think about things like, oh, 30k in. I might feel bad because quite often I feel bad 30k in remember that and it'll come back you know just silly little trying to give myself notes <laughs> to go okay that's not the end of the world you'll be right get past that bit and, you know it's just knowing and and I I try not to let in as soon as you let a bit of doubt in do you know yeah. that's the end of it it's like it you know, cracks open this little <laughs> yeah as soon as you've thought ah, oh, this isn't going so well or oh I want to quit mm -hmm. chances are you'll probably quit so I really try and concentrate on not at all letting that in because there's just a mission and that is to get to the finish line and that is the only way out of the situation. <laughs> it's like, just get to the finish. That's it. There's no other way. There's no other exit. <laughs> They've all yeah, been closed yeah. off. So once, once I start, once I line up, I know, okay, if I'm in the right frame, I'm like, the only way out of this mess is to get to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. And that's the secret, everyone. <laughs> Don't give yourself all those outs. Because Don't that, give myself an out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. At one point years ago, uh, I'd heard something. It wasn't even about running, but it was just about um, developing better mind 
set and conversations, better thoughts and stuff. And it was, um, I can't, what do you call it? It's like cognitive behavior type things where you you think a particular thing, a positive thought in your head, um, and you connect it to something you do, what might be touching a ring, it might be flicking a rubber band, you know, those kind of things. So um, I used to use something along those lines if it was every time I went up a hill or something. Yes, you know, hills are my friend. I don't know, whatever it was, a positive kind of um, thought. Uh, but I'd connect it to a something physical that I could easily do while I was running. Can't remember. I think I used to touch my ring. Anyway, but it used to give me a little boost because I said I can do this. So um, <laughs> weird little things like that sometimes <laughs> can be worth whatever it. Whatever works. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Whatever works, hey, whatever, whatever gets it, it in your head. <laughs> get to that finish line or to the end of that mm. training session or whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah. How often do you, you run with other people? How, do, how much does that play a part in your training? Uh, in my own training? Um, mm. My sessions I do on my own, but I do mm. run with other people a lot with our group sessions and things like that usually just recovery runs or yeah, yeah. I don't tend to do my training with anyone else so, um, I've noticed one thing with your training just out of coincidence is that you might run to work or run to you know so so do you often put that in your training schedule that it's a part of your daily so you don't have to make room for it you just have to get up a bit earlier so that you're at work in time if that makes sense is that often how you fit it in by scheduling it in a way that works for your life yeah yeah I just I, I fit it in where I can and sometimes if I know I want to do a 20k run or whatever on a certain day and I think well I've got to go to work and I've got to do this after work and I've got to do that I just think oh, I'll just run to work yeah I know when like you were talking about your kids earlier and I know in years ago when my children were little the idea of us all going somewhere and I would either say I'll leave now pick me up <laughs> on your way because and so I would run part of the way or it would be drop me off here I'll run the rest of the way home or the rest of the way there and I used to think that was um that was good for me because I could fit it into whatever the schedule was for the day with the family too but it had that added bonus of the kids seeing mum either getting kicked out of the car or picked up <laughs> or out running and doing, doing things um, physical. And I always thought that was quite a, a good example, even though often the reason I did it was just because I couldn't schedule it in any other time because life is busy, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to fit it in. <laughs> it can be, but it's worth it, isn't it? It is worth it. Another one I do is I often, I, that's a lie. I do sometimes train with someone. Reese now and then will jump on his bike. If we haven't oh, been able to spend much time together, I'll say, I'll get on your bike. I'll run you ride and we'll, we'll go out for a couple of hours. And so that that's quite nice because he doesn't have to worry about running either. So he gets not forced to run with me and he can just have fun on the bike. Oh, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. When the kids were little, like really little, I used to do a lot of that too. Yeah. Now my yeah. kids are way faster than me, the boys. I can't. There's no way. <laughs> just disappear into the distance. So um, you, yeah. you've got these running groups. Um, do you notice that a lot of your, a lot of the groups, I know you don't necessarily run with people to train. But have you noticed that 
when people are feeling not necessarily mm-hmm. down, but that running in a group and being able to chat with other people who are doing the same thing has been helpful for morale and I guess helping people stay on target as well. But just I suppose the happy hormones, I don't know what, what else to call it, but just that doing it together. Have you noticed that sort of comes out with all the kind of group training that you organise? Yeah, I, I like the group training. I think they motivate each other because, you know, most of our group, they're, you know, they are all in the same kind of boat or they have been so they know what everyone's going through and, and you know, the more experienced runners, they kind of help out the less experienced and it's, it's just, it's a nice environment. Um, yeah. they're always happy because you're out running who's not happy when they've done a run might not be happy while they're doing it but afterwards they're very <laughs> happy <laughs> so, so, good vibe yeah the day is always what, is it, what do I say it's always a good day if there's been room for a run in it and even if you feel horrible when you and you don't want to go out for the run you're always happy that you did at the end even if it wasn't the best the run best. in the world yeah, you always yeah. feel better. So over the years, you've had a couple of injuries, mm. I assume, a couple? Yeah, <laughs> several. I've yeah. so, uh, been talking to a couple of people, including Bev, about how we make running, many of us, is part of our identity. So when things happen and we can't run for some reason, how you've managed to cope with that as a a thing because it oh, could be funny hard it can it's, it's funny because I think if I look back a few years you know I, I went for a, a period of time I didn't get any injuries great and running was progressing really well and then when I got injured I think my, my first bad injury was I broke my foot and I couldn't do anything um but I would still try and I was just depressed and I would get angry if John I went out for a run I, like, wow. oh, I can't what the hell are you doing? You can't run if I can't. Um, but now I've had a few injuries and I've kind of, I've noticed that when I, when you have that break because yeah. you're injured, you know, one, I get more motivated because I'm watching everyone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to enjoy that little bit of a break now. It's nice. <laughs> it's an excuse for a break. And I come back better because I've had that, you've had that rest and that rest does amazing things. And, and we should schedule that rest into our, into our training, but we don't. And I don't. And I know I should. I just wait for an injury. And <laughs> I say instead of waiting for an injury. <laughs> instead of, should do. But yeah, I just wait for the injury and have a rest. <laughs> yeah, always come back better after an injury. Just more motivated and the body's rested. And yeah, always feel better. So maybe, um, maybe from that first one, you know, with the foot, um, I know that wasn't your first injury, but that, that one that really did affect you, maybe at that time you were able to slip from it being uh, such an important part of your identity to saying, you know, my identity is, you know, I'm Amy and I'm a happy person. And I'm a this and other thing, character traits rather than attached to something that you do because often we attach our identity to, to stuff we do and then we can't do it at, you get depressed, like you were saying. It's just, uh, oh no, <laughs> if I'm not a runner, what am I? <laughs> you know, yeah, and I think we focus so much on um, our progression and our running, and we think, God, we're injured, we'll never be able to do it again. I'll be a terrible runner if I ever try again, or it'll be too hard, or, or whatever goes through our head. And in actual fact, you'll always be able to run. 
don't want to do it again so long as you know you've not done a terrible injury that completely you know yeah. as long as it's just your general everyday run-of-the-mill broken bone or sprained ankle or whatever it is you've done uh, you'll come back that'll heal and you'll come back and you go running again and it, it's not the end of the world and enjoy I don't know knitting or something while you're <laughs> while you're waiting enjoy something else while you've got this extra time until you start running again you know um I think often when I am having those thoughts and or see people who have had a bad injury or whatever and they're upset and you think well I've seen movies of people climbing mountains with two arms and no legs and things like that and you just think you know you've still got your two legs and <laughs> you'll probably as you said eventually be able to run again depending on what the what's gone on um and generally everyone can it's it's not you know most people don't have some kind of injury that puts them out forever even if as Bev was told it would be forever (laughs) it's often not (laughs) yes sometimes that's just an opinion I guess I guess if you've got one of those problems and running might be causing an aggravation you might be told you shouldn't be running, but you know, as some people prove, well, you can kind of work around elevation. That's yeah, clear mm. mm. as a will. <laughs> exactly, and I I believe like you that pretty much everyone can run. Our, our bodies are made to do that. That's actually what that's it's a big part of our biomechanics. Is that is that we can all run. We may not all look great when we're running. <laughs> we may not all run fast or anything like that, but it's definitely what they're made to do to move and get up and, and go running. So I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so how long do you, when someone asks me this question, I always say forever, how long do you think you'll run in your life? Like, do you see an end to running or do you just plan to run and run and run until that's it? Yeah, I, I don't really see an end. I guess uh, eventually we'll just be a slower run or I won't go as far or maybe, yeah, yeah you know, but I won't, I won't stop. And, and if for whatever reason I can't run, well, I'll, I'll still be able to hike. And so yeah. still be able to go to places that I go and be outside and you can still push yourself quite hard hiking. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you, you still get can. that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <A burn. laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that's good to hear because a lot of people think a bit like uh, when I first married Simon, one of the things he said to me, which I thought was really strange, like back in his early 30s, it was, well, when I'm older and have false teeth and I'm like, just because you're older doesn't mean you have to have false teeth. What are you talking about? <laughs> so that was quite funny. Um, but I've noticed runners, especially really competitive runners, they often think, when they can't run competitively anymore or that they'll run to a certain age and they'll obviously, that's what they'll say, I'm going to get injured and I won't be able, I'll do something, I won't be able to keep running. And it's certainly not how I envisage my future years to like, but, and it's, I'm glad to hear you say the same thing, that you don't have to always be running flat out, obviously, because that ultimately we're all getting older and, and you can only do what you can do. And, you know, we go to races and things, but it's not about the race. The race is an excuse to get out. I mean, mm. these days it's an excuse to get out and it's me motivation to train. I get to go somewhere nice to race and you get to see all these people. And, and it's, not about, it's not about a race as such. It's just about being out and seeing what you can do. Yeah. Crossing the line and having a glass of wine, maybe? maybe. Yeah. 
when I'm getting to the end of a really long run, it's actually not a glass of wine. I think of it's for some reason, I always want a latte, a coffee. Oh. Just... Uh, okay. What the last thing I think of, what do you but, think of? Uh, yeah, I always think food tastes better after you've, you've gone for a run, doesn't it? Everything tastes yeah. better. So yeah. yeah, it depends on the weather. Sometimes it's red wine, sometimes it's rosé. So, so you, when you're running that last, say, say you're in a marathon or whatever, like a long run, and you're getting towards the end, is it a glass of wine that you're thinking of? That do you, or do you not think of food at all? <laughs> uh, it, it depends, I suppose. You might I get to that point where you just feel really sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is that part. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a shorter, easier run, then yeah, I'm just thinking, God, what's for lunch? What sort of wine will I have for lunch <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, you should be running in Europe amongst all the <laughs> all the vineyards over I know, there. I know. I actually don't they have a yeah. they have a marathon that goes between all the vineyards. I think, and each aid station oh. you can try a different um, type of wine. Mar- marathon Madoc. It's on my list. I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> it would be crazy. Messy. Very messy. <laughs> all right so if you again we were talked about um like some tips for new people for people getting into it would you suggest that they look out for um some friendly groups that accept you know beginner type runners rather than because a lot of people I think if you haven't run since school you might feel a little um intimidated by the fact that you know, joining certain groups, they, they're already runners, whatever that is. Um, and so there's that little intimidation factor. Um, how do you reckon people find a good group? I, I, I don't think people should feel intimidated, but maybe, you know, you can pop on Facebook and Google. You Google on, I don't know, Sorry, I'm not a tech person. You pop on I Facebook. You just search if you're on Facebook. <laughs> for your area and and kind of you can find these groups just send them a message I think most groups you know most groups are really welcoming and happy to see newbies and yeah and it's a great way to start because it's really good to get those pointers you can go out on your own and you and if you don't have those pointers um you're doing things that others have done you know incorrectly or or however you want to look at it to have somebody tell you you know you know slow down usually is the easiest one don't run so hard or maybe just bike the hills and make it a bit easier on yourself whatever it is whatever advice they can give you will go such a long way in the beginning i need Um, to reinvent the wheel yeah yeah exactly because once you've developed habits bad habits so hard to break yeah particularly as you know older runners i wouldn't say older runners but age group runners, runners we might call them age group <laughs> runners. <laughs> yes. Yes. um yeah those those habits can kind of they can be your injury provokers so yeah just getting out with a group that has some knowledge that they can share with you is a really good thing and people are really happy to share i find yeah. um so going slow, that, that's quite a hard thing for many people, even if they've never really run, I would think, because they're always thinking I really should go faster because that's how I'll get better and I'll, when I line up for that 
5k or the park run or whatever I'll be able to um, run really fast because I've been running fast in my training <laughs> but that often would lead <laughs> to injury from what I can tell it does it's just it's just a big overload particularly for a beginner you shouldn't be doing all this hard stuff you know your body's not ready your, your cardiovascular system will become fitter before you know your muscles and your tendons and ligaments and all of that are ready for it and so that's usually how injuries or those kind mm. of repetitive injuries occur so just slowing it down and learning learning to go easy walk when you need to walk and and just building that aerobic base and, and strengthening those you know those tendons and ligaments and and muscles slowly and getting them adapt to then building up to to working faster and and that kind of thing I think is really important that's the biggest mistake we see is that people try and keep up with others when they're beginning and they should just slow down so that's that and it makes listening to their sorry oh just that listening to their bodies a little bit as well yeah yeah you don't need to be huffing and puffing and feel like you're going to puke or your legs burning or your lungs it shouldn't be like that that makes it really unenjoyable you should be looking forward to you know, getting outside and just enjoying the run, mm. especially when you're beginning, not not smashing yourself and feeling like shit every time you've done a run. So, yeah. Um, so with the strength, for me, you would probably, I'm just putting words into your mouth, but I assume you might even suggest that they do a little, a few strength exercises, just gentle ones that aren't actually running, you know, like, I don't know, squats and other, those other lovely things. <laughs> for strengthening yeah, their, yeah. those muscles nothing over the top but you know pilates is great for runners yeah. um you can you can google just about yeah google pilates for runners i'm sure something will come up and you can teach yourself a few exercises that you can do it just it just helps to balance everything out and engage the right muscles that's quite important as well can't just run yeah. in my opinion yeah. you shouldn't just run you need to give yourself a maintenance work Awesome. That was really interesting what you said, because I know when I've had time off running for different reasons, um, it's the cardiovascular, which is the like my breathing and stuff, which is hardest at first that you really notice. Then that gets better quickly and you think you're good to go. But as you said, actually, your, your muscles and your ligaments haven't had the same or they need longer, I should say, to, um, you know, build up and be strong enough to take you perhaps where you're wanting to go so which is why it can lead into into injury because you're feeling better because you're breathing better and you're more comfortable that way um yeah I hadn't thought about it like that so that's that's good thank you it's really interesting no <laughs> <laughs> um when I when you go for a run or thinking back to all the runs that you've done like I, somebody asked me this question not long ago and it was um, what run, like a reflection on your runs. Can, can you remember a time? It's not just the runner's high, but you just felt like you could run forever. Like the first time you had that sort of feeling. I think a lot of runners who've run for a few years have had it at least at some point and it's then they're forever trying to chase that feeling later because <laughs> it's not always that accessible. But I just, can you you can remember the first time you had that feeling that you could just, you know, run forever and endorphins or whatever is going on, dopamine levels in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was actually the first time I did a hundred K. I was a surf oh, wow. and I just, 
I felt fantastic that entire day and I got to the finish line and thought, actually, that wasn't so bad. I could keep going. And I was, I was really chuffed that day. I just had a great day, I think. And it wasn't blistering any fast or anything like that. Yeah. I just really enjoyed that day being out. And when you enjoy that, you feel like I keep going. I want to do that again. <laughs> Just that sense of, um, for me, I was running from here to work when I worked in town. It was like 20 kilometres. It was the first time I had done that. First time I'd even run 20 kilometres. I, I can tell Amy because she'll know what I'm talking about. But I was on, actually running on the highway and just coming up a hill underneath Grindelwald and looking out across the river. And so you could see the river and the mountains. The sun was coming up and I was in that kind of, this is not hurting at all. This is all amazing. And here am I running to work. So it was all these kind of empowering things going on in my brain as well. And it kind of felt like you were floating into, you know, if I could get myself to work without having to go in a car and which you do all the time. Um, and, you know, I'm here with the, the days breaking, there's no, opening up and because it was sunrise, it just felt quite um, magical, I guess. And since then I've had lots of times where, you know, it all just works. Uh, and you feel really comfortable but yeah that was a pretty memorable one for me that uh, mm -hmm. yeah especially with the vista and I think probably a lot of the time for you you would get those those moments a lot out on your trails you do so many trails with amazing yeah. views yeah taking in taking in your surroundings isn't it because you forget about you forget about I'm huffing and puffing and I'm and you just start taking in those places that you are and you just you don't even think about that anymore this is just you know you're just getting through it and enjoying it and you know seeing all these amazing places and sites and plants and animals and whatever else takes your attention you can be out for hours and it feels like you've only been out there for 10 minutes <laughs> that's amazing do do you ever um just burst out laughing when you're <laughs> out there in the <laughs> I suppose it depends on what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I've found that if I'm, um, especially if it's been a quite a hard hill to get up, but then I can run down and in a trail, it just kind of comes out. I'm like, feel like a kid because I, you know, all of the energies. And then I, you get this kind of relief running down here, especially if it's one that you can run without feeling like you might fall over at some point. Um, it's just yeah. like, yay. And hear my son. Woo! It's like tapping back into that childhood energy or something. It's quite fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Maybe. is fun. It is fun. Especially traveling on downhill and it's fun. Yeah. It's nice to feel that because you don't in your day-to-day -day life do you go to work and have fun. <laughs> it doesn't happen. So why yeah. not? <laughs> why doesn't it? Isn't that funny? It's, a, it's an interesting question. Why doesn't it? Why doesn't? Why isn't it fun when you go to work? Why does it have to be? Because it's not meant to be. I suppose it's not supposed to be fun. You forget about the fun. It's usually yeah. hard. I guess hard to get to the top of that mountain, and then you get the relief at, at the other end. Maybe that's like work is hard, and then you get paid, and that's fun. That's fun. Spending. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Or, or you get to the weekend and that's fun. Or it makes the weekend even more exciting. Fun. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, Amy, <laughs> is there anything else that, about running that you think we could share that would encourage people to give it a go, just even if they've never run? 
Yeah, I don't know. I suppose I often say to people who I talk to a lot of people who like the idea of going out and seeing certain places, you know, maybe the walls of Jerusalem or Mount Arthur or typically places that it takes a long time. You gotta, you know, you might have to camp overnight to see these places. If you build up a bit of fitness and you don't have to be exceedingly fast, you can do some of these overnight hikes in you know in a half a day or a day so it kind of it it means that you can see these places without having to take massive chunks out of your time um and I think that's that's a really good reason for some people to maybe see how they go with with running because you can see Mm. so many things in such a short amount of time um and the experience is is different it's a different experience when you're trying to move fast particularly through trails um mm. it's not it's not the same as hiking it's 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 different again there it's unique and and fun and yeah mm. I don't know I just think people should have a go it, it frees up time for you if you're interested in the outdoors and, and that kind of thing I love yeah. that I'd never thought about it like that um like even mm. though we did all that traveling like we did a lot of running tourism we called it so Simon would, and I would go out for our five or 10ks and, and run around a Roman village or through a you know a national park somewhere where it, somewhere yeah. in Europe or Asia or something and we really enjoyed that and I wonder whether that experience of moving faster through the environment is actually even then tapping back into how we we're kind of made really like we we're made to move through the through our scenery at a, a faster pace because we had to get somewhere for one reason or another or we we're chasing food or we were trying not to be food um, for something yeah. else. What, Who knows? Whatever it is, it, it's sort of enjoyable. I know yeah. you say, I, I said about trails, but when we were in Portugal, we, we had one day to sightsee um, when we were done. And so we are in Lisbon and we spent the day kind of just what we would call fast packing or wow. jog biking around we got 30 35 odd k's around Lisbon and we saw so much and it's quite <laughs> hilly <that> too <laughs> it was just a big yeah it was very hilly. it was just a big old tour of Lisbon that and we wouldn't have otherwise had time to you know see yeah. this place and all these amazing buildings and you know we stop and we take photos we're not you know racing around and um, we're just moving much faster than you would typically and and we saw so much more. So it's just it's just a really good way to see things. Yeah, I love that. I really do. That's a great um that's a great way to uh, you know, another way to encourage people to get out because often people do want to see these places, but and as you said, um it's gonna take them a couple of days perhaps because they'd have to camp. Maybe they're not even they've never done that. That's quite intimidating itself. But if you know it's only going to be Mm-hmm. half a day you just have to move a bit faster than you would if you were going out to go camping or something um it seems much more accessible not to mention the backpack doesn't have to be as heavy you're not carrying a tent and again I guess with that there's actually if you ask around using the Facebooks to Google <laughs> you probably find people who um <laughs> who know a bit about these places and um they would be able to, to um, you know, either, you know, give you some, go, go with you or uh, suggest some things too, some some locals with some local experience. So, yeah, uh, I really like yeah. that. I think people are always looking for an excuse to go out. So it would always be easy to find somebody to go with. <laughs> totally. 
In fact, just hit us up. <laughs> we don't mind. Yeah. We don't, we don't <laughs> <have to go. laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Facebook Google us. We'll yeah, Facebook Google us. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll literally come running. <laughs> All right, Amy, it has been amazing to get to know you a little bit more and know a bit more about your running story. Um, really appreciate you spending some time with us and, and sharing some of those tips because, uh, you know, you really are, you hate that because you're so uh, humble, but you know, for all of us who know you, we're like, oh, we know Amy and she's done all these amazing things. So for us in uh, in our little small place of Launceston, Tasmania, um, Amy's sort of running royalty for us. So especially trail running royalty for us. So we love it. We love her. So she's awesome. So thank you, Amy. We really appreciate you. We might come and um, tack back in uh, when I get a few more questions in the next few months and see if we can't pick your brain again and get some other awesome <laughs> tips to get people going. But otherwise, um, thank you for being on. If you want to stay on after I hit, uh, hit stop, then I'll say goodbye to you off camera as well. But thanks, Michelle. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.